Pride Month is upon us. In today's episode, you're going to learn the importance of Pride Month, the number of ways in knowing that you're not alone, and on how to be able to advocate for what you believe in. I'm going to help you understand that despite having fear, you can still be brave and have that much-needed conversation with the people who matter the most to you. I am also going to offer you a quick technique on how to be able to be confident that you are doing the right thing by knowing your rights as a person. And lastly, we're going to hear from an LGBT advocate on how she is helping the community by creating awareness and support by giving them strategies and techniques on how they can bring in the people who matter the most to them. So stick around because all of this is for you. Tired of feeling misunderstood, frustrated, and emotionally disconnected when communicating with other people? This is Conversations That Work with Anita Sandoval, where you can learn how to maintain healthy conversations with the people who matter most. A podcast where you can gain confidence and get tips for having challenging day-to-day conversations that make you feel understood, validated, and heard. Here is your host, a licensed professional counselor specializing in communication skills, strategies, and techniques, Anita Sandoval. Let's start the conversation. Welcome, everyone. I am Anita Sandoval, your host at Conversations That Work, and this is episode number three. In today's episode, I will be interviewing Jessica Hope Murph, a licensed marriage and family therapist and a licensed chemical and dependency counselor. First of all, I would like to discuss a cheat sheet I created for this episode. What happens when you're growing up? You get this programming with parents or society or in school that you have to do this, you have to do that, making you or believe that you have to be doing something that you don't want to do, that you have to please others. And so this right as a person helps you kind of bring back who you are and that it's okay. It's okay to speak up for what you want. It's okay to have a difference of opinion and it's okay to say no. The moment we decide to advocate for ourselves, sometimes we get caught in this programming, as I mentioned, on whether we're doing the right or wrong things. So this cheat sheet comes in to remind you that you have every right to be free to whom you want to be, express, and represent yourself in the way you feel and believe is right for you. All you have to do is just go to the website at anitasandoval.com, or you can have access also in this episode. And now let's get started with those rights as a person. I'm just going to name a few. You can go ahead and click on the link so you can get the rest. But one of my favorite ones that I always like to keep in my mind is that I have the right to say no. So I'm telling you as well, you have the right to say no. You have the right to be you. You have the right to put yourself first. You have the right to love and be loved the way you want to. You have the right to be treated with respect. And yes, you have the right to be angry and protest if you are treated unfairly or abusively by anyone. 
And this one is one of my favorites. You have the right to your own opinions, to express them, and to be taken seriously. You have the right to make decisions that affect you. You have the right to grow and change. And that includes changing your mind. Conversations at Work with Anita Sandoval. Making challenging conversations easy. In today's episode, we have Ms. Jessica Hope Murph. And she is a licensed marriage and family therapist and a licensed chemical dependency counselor. Good morning. Good morning. And thank you again for coming in and helping us out with this theme on Pride Month. You're welcome. My pleasure. Very rarely here in the community, in the RGV, we don't see a lot of LGBT advocates. And something that I like to tell people is that in our culture here in the border, it's a different type of culture. We have a little bit of conservative. We have the Mexican culture. When did you first get involved as an advocate for the LGBT community? Oh, gosh. I think that started, um, you know, if you want to talk professional or, or non-professional, I mean, for me, it started when I was really young. What happened to get you started in this profession and, and you know, to specialize or at least be an advocate for the LGBT? Sure. So um, when I was about 13 years old, I was faced with going through a lot of personal struggles at the time and um, went to go see you know, my very first therapist, my first counselor uh, in my hometown where I grew up, which is here in Texas, but it's more near the Houston area. Um, and so when I, I, I was really excited to finally be getting the help that I needed to deal with, you know, struggles with depression and anxiety. But when I went in for counseling, I was very upset because the counselor told me that um, they could not work with me while I was living in sin. She was a faith-based counselor. And because I liked both boys and girls, we could not go further because I needed to um, basically repent. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. So... You know, something struck a chord, you know, at the age of 13, I was like, I never want anyone to go through this. And, you know, as I progressed throughout my teenage years, I realized that I I really wanted to be a therapist. And so (laughs) when I uh, first opened my practice, the very first thing I did was hang a giant rainbow flag on my wall and kind of just sat there and looked at it and cried for a good while. In a happy way. That is amazing. It just shows the strength (laughs) that you have as a survivor and how, Mm -hmm. because you've been through this uh, trenches and challenges, you're able to connect and able Mm -hmm. to help others who are, who are going through the similar situation. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing. I love it. Um, (laughs) Which brings me here. Why do you think that LGBT is important to represent? Because you mentioned the flag on the window. Why does representation matter? What is so important about representing the LGBT community? So the importance of representation in the form of a flag or words is, you know, at the basic level, it's saying this is a safe space. Um, You know, I remember growing up in a community where it was a lot of 
a lot of racism, a lot of um, just bias, you know, just in a place where you feel unsafe all the time. And I remember even just seeing someone, even if they were around my age, anyone with like a rainbow bracelet or a rainbow necklace. And immediately I wanted to talk to them. Immediately I wanted to like, oh, hey, fam, you know, (laughs) you're you're safe. You're, I, I, I like you. Let's talk, you know, because it's, it's, you know, it, it was rare, you know, to see, to see growing up in, in, in my time. So, you know, it's, it's saying you're safe here. You're welcome. You're accepted. What are some of the common challenges as a mental health therapist you face for, for people representing in the LGBT? Um, So a lot of the challenges that, that I face um, you know, have to do with kind of the subcultural bubble that we have here yes. in the Valley, yes. um, you know, especially getting, you know, men to come into therapy or gay men to come into therapy, because it's not only, you know, am I a gay man? It's I'm a gay Hispanic man. I, you know, it's not okay for me to be gay or under the queer umbrella. Uh, and it's also not okay for me to have mental health uh, treatment. Um, you know, and another struggle is, you know, people who are dealing with religious trauma. Um, you know, I, I am not supposed to be gay. And also I'm not supposed to um, have mental health disorders or struggles because, you know, of my religion, you know, so it's just a lot of, um, I think people feeling unsafe and unsure, you know, but once they do make that leap, you know, a leap, leap of faith, if you will, um, they end up saying that it's one of the most wonderful things that they've done. They wish they had done it sooner um, and to feel supported and, and welcomed and respected and, and be able to have more confidence, you know, living their genuine lives. Wow. And, and I see that, I see that in the upgrading, the, the culture of the Mexican culture, where, as you stated, men are programmed to be like, oh, you have to be this machismo type. You have, you can't show your emotions. You can't be sad. You can't be scared. This is the way it's supposed to be, at least the programming. They're growing up with this programming, but no matter what, even if they try to ram this programming to them, deep down inside in their essence, their authenticity, they know this is not who I am. And then going through mental health therapy with an LGBT advocate, it's their safe place where they can be free who they are. And then they're able to get that confidence to tell themselves, hey, this is programming. This isn't identified as who I am because this is who I am. And then slowly but surely, they'll come out representing what they are, who they are, and finally showing that happiness and confidence, as you stated, correct? Absolutely. Um, And another challenge is, you know, parents who have children that are coming out under the LGBT umbrella, uh, transgender, non-binary, and the parents kind of just not knowing what's right or what's wrong, not knowing if this is okay, and just feeling just overwhelmed and, and confused. And so I'll do family sessions, right, because family therapy is a huge part of what I do. Um, 
to say, you know, it's okay that you feel confused. It's okay. The most important thing is the love that you have for your child and keeping those lines of communication open. Also understanding that transgender, non-binary, LGBT umbrella stuff. <laughs> it's, yes, it's, it's, a lot. it's been around since the 1800s, guys. Wow, that <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> Wow. Yes. I mean, I'm here researching and seeing Frida Kahlo, like we have in our Hispanic culture, you know, mm-hmm. Latino culture that represent in so many beautiful ways. And, and I know how you were telling me about parents who don't understand or don't know all these acronyms and terms. What is the one thing that you could tell these parents? Is there like a specific phrase or is there something that they can do, even if they don't know anything to help be there for their child. <laughs> Let your kids teach you. They oh, know it all. I they love know that. it all. <laughs> Just oh, sit in yes. the learner's chair. Just sit down, be quiet and ask questions. Don't try to fix anything. Just stay curious. You know, go to go okay. to Got- Gottman techniques and, and stay curious. You know, you, use your child's love language. Focus on the relationship. Everything else will come. I love this golden nugget. Let them teach you. Stay curious. You know, just <laughs> ask questions. And it's okay because um, when I do that, I come into the whole, I don't know. And how does this work? The kids are just like, really? You don't know, mom? I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And they tell me and they talk and and they Excited. just lie. Yes, they <laughs> light up. They light up. I, I wanted to, to bring up a story since you mentioned parents and religion and whatnot. And my daughter had disclosed to me a couple of years uh, that about two years ago, and this is basically how it happens. They disclose after when they feel safe that, you know, they can share. And she told me when she was in fifth grade that she had two good friends and she still does. And one of them all of a sudden started bickering with the other. And it, it got really bad where it was bullying. And she had told me, well, mom, um, one of my friends disclosed that she now identified as lesbian and, and her other friend was Christian. And she was, she was just telling her, her friend that was Christian, I'm going to make your life miserable. I'm going to trip you. I'm going to hit you. I'm going to do this and do that. And luckily my daughter likes to, you know, pretend she's a counselor and she's an advocate. You have no idea what she's done in that school. And she's an advocate and she will call peace. And, you know, the teacher also, and they were able to, to, to finally work it out. And in the end, what, what ended up happening was because she wasn't that aware of how to move forward as, as representing as lesbian, she was so scared that she was going to get hurt by her friend who, who was Christian. And when her friend said, Hey, you are who you are and that's okay. We're friends. I would never hurt you. And this is my beliefs. This is your beliefs. And that's okay. Soon after they're still friends to this day, but that moment I I tell her caused a lot of stress on all three of them. Even my daughter, I remember, and even the school, how can we make more awareness in the school systems? so that things like these situations could be prevented? 
so, you know, that's really um, something that, that I've tried to advocate for a lot. Uh, I used to work in a school system and I think it has a lot to do with the willingness of the, the higher ups in the school system, you know, to, to be on your side. Um, Luckily in the school that I worked for, for a little while, right before the the pandemic, um, they, you know, I was like, Hey, I'm going to hang up all these flags. Um, I, you know, and I was already ready to be defensive, right? I was like, I was already ready to be like, and I don't care what you think. Yeah. But they, they, they were like, yeah, do it. Yes, do it. We have a, you know, and they had a, I didn't know they had an LGBT support group that was, you know, after school for the students. So, you know, doing things like that, having rainbow stickers, rainbow flags, um, LGBT support groups for the students for all ages, not just the high school kids, the little kids too. They need to see representation. Um, maybe starting up a gay straight alliance in the school, um, which is an organization um, that has to be started within the school. There's a process. Uh, I was the vice president of the Gay Straight Alliance when I was in high school, and it was so empowering. Um, and the reason why that the the Gay Straight Alliance was present in the school I was at was because there were uh, multiple suicides in in one year um, due to bullying. In the oh my goodness! And and I have seen that people that represent as LGBT have a higher risk of suicide, have a higher risk of substance abuse. And hopefully with awareness in this community and having those, having those alliances and having clubs and having normalizing the situation would help decrease and, and help with the statistics. Absolutely. Uh, Yes. What advice do you have for people who are representing as LGBT and are waiting to have that conversation about identifying or as people would say coming out of the closet, but they can't because they're too scared and they want to be able to disclose to a loved one. What Mm -hmm. advice do you have for them? Okay. So I know that coming out has been a term that's been used for a very long time. Um, and it was even kind of for a while, kind of like a trendy thing. And so I worked with students who were like, do I need to come out? You know, they felt yeah. pressure. They're like, everyone, there's like, like people are making these, you know, big, um, you know, like videos and really? making a huge big deal of it. It was kind of trendy for some reason. I say, you know, coming out is not for everyone something that might feel safer is to change that verbiage instead of saying coming out call it bringing in so you can you know talk to someone that you trust and love and you're you're not saying i'm coming out to you you're saying i'm bringing you into my life on this whole other level because ultimately i love you and i want to bring you into this part of my life because it's it's who I am 
I love this. Wow. That was amazing. Oh my goodness. Bringing into my life. I'm wanting to connect with you. I'm wanting to show you and be yes. vulnerable. This is who I am to not. So that way they don't need, they don't feel more excluded, discriminated or outcast because the coming out kind of imposes that, or, you know, just kind of says, Oh, we're going to be apart, but bringing into my life, let's connect. And I'm going to share with you. Part of me already has that inclusion, that connection, the sense of belonging with love. Oh, wow. That was huge insight. What can we do as a community to help normalize? Well, I think, you know, don't reinvent the wheel. There's there's so many people out there um, advocating for our community. Right now, you know, Pride Month is just booming. All these wonderful people are, I, I, I won't name drop, but you guys know who you are. Uh, they're doing amazing, amazing work. They're, you know, every day, a new event, a new um, workshop. You know, we have um, queens out there reading books to little children. Um, You know, we have people marching and doing pride parades. And then we have people doing the fun stuff at night, you know, yes, yes, of course, (laughs) for for us adults that want to partake in some fun, especially right now, Um, you know, connect with them they're already doing it ask what you can do to help don't feel like you need to go off and start your own thing these people have been working their uh rears off in our community for many years now um so ask them connect with them literally all you have to do is type in rgb lgbt And you're going to find so many things on Google. You're going to find so many things on Facebook and Instagram. Um, You know, just all you literally have to do is message one of those people. I guarantee you in about five minutes, they're going to go, hello. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. RGB, LGBT. Definitely. Definitely. And um, I wanted to ask you, where do you get these flags? I, I love the flags that you have. Oh, I I usually order them on Amazon. A couple of these flags were given to me by um, loved ones. Oh, wow. That is amazing. I'm going to go ahead and look them up. I love them. When people identify as LGBT, they want to bring in their family, in in their world, in their life, emotionally connect with them, but they're too scared. What is some advice you could tell them? I would say, you know, think about what your goal is for that. Um, Is it because, you know, you need to include them in your life to improve the relationship? Is it because you feel like you're not living your genuine life unless you bring them in? What's the goal there? And, And start from that. It's never going to not be scary. I promise It's always going to be scary, but you can do it. And, you know, advocating for yourself is um, the most important thing that you will ever do. And if you're, you know, if your loved ones, they love you, they care about you, you're going to find a way to work through it. You're going to find a way to work it out. And if you have some relationship conflict happening because of that, or you have a loved one that's really 
confused or unsure, hey, reach out to a wonderful therapist in your area that can help, you know, reconnect your family, reach out to professionals, stay open-minded, keep talking. Keep talking. Yes. And the fear is going to still be there, but still move forward. And don't let the emotion stop you from being the best that you can be. So mm-hmm. basically be brave. Cause I always tell my, my girls, they're always scared and I'm always pushing them, I push them and push them to face their fears. And I'm like, yes, you're scared. And I see that you're scared, but you can also be brave. So you can still be scared and still do what you got to do. That is called bravery. And so now I hear my three-year-old going, I was brave. I was brave because she went from the kitchen to, to the living room in the dark. And so, but it starts somewhere. <laughs> I know. Connect with Anita on Facebook. Facebook.com slash conversations at work. One thing that that really resonates with me is understanding the importance of community. You know, in 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 the LGBTQ plus plus world, it's so important to have um, what family. It's so important to connect with other people, um, especially older people. It's, you know, for our younger individuals that are trying to find their way as being non-binary or transgender or gender fluid, and they 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 feel very lost. They're not sure what to do. Why do I feel this way? I'm I'm in a body that doesn't feel comfortable to me. I don't like the body I was born in. Hey, you know, there are people that are way ahead of you in years and experience in life. Talk to them see what, see what it is that they went through and see, you know, what, you know, kings and queens and royalty that they have become with all of their confidence and, you know, let them learn from their struggles so that you don't have to go through it blindly, you know, Definitely. reach out, stay, don't, don't isolate yourself. Okay. There's keep so reaching many- out keep, keep reaching out. There's so many people out there that are just willing to welcome you with open arms and and open hearts and, and, and give you all of the knowledge that they've learned because they, they want that for you. Oh my goodness. That is beautiful. So one of the most important things is to understand that we as a community have the resources and we're out there ready and willing to help. All they need Mm -hmm. to do is just reach out. Mm-hmm. And bring in and just say, hey, you know what? Where are you guys? And um, and we're ready. We're right here, ready to help yeah. you out. Yeah, <laughs> uh, love and just keep talking and keep talking and keep just finding. Don't give up. Keep moving forward. And, and I love. think people will will find that it's not that there are not people out there. It's not that you know we don't have a million amazing. Uh, you know, groups and activities and things going on. We even have politicians in the area that are advocating for LGBT rights and have been for years. What's what's actually happening is that you have isolated yourself because of fear. Yes. Yes. And this is where the bravery comes in. And even though you're scared, because we all have that, that emotion of fear, we keep pushing forward with our behaviors to do what you believe in, as you stated, what is your goal and keep reaching that goal, no matter what emotions come into place, 
and you will get there. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Jessica, for, for giving this amazing interview. And I can't wait to hear from our community to see what their thoughts are. <laughs> You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Sign up for up-to-date information and resources at conversationsatwork.org. What did you guys think? I mean, oh my goodness, I can't say that enough. It was just an amazing interview. Comment on this podcast. Let me know what your takeaways are. Let me tell you some of the takeaways I got. Number one, keep talking. Keep reaching out. Keep speaking out even though you are scared. The best thing you can do is to keep moving forward by communicating. Number two, you will have fear in doing things. However, bravery comes with fear and you choose your behaviors with what you believe in and not how you feel. So do what you have to do to be true to yourself. That's where the cheat sheet comes in to help give you that confidence that you are doing the right thing for yourself. Lastly, if you are the caregiver parent, guardian, or a loved one whom someone has disclosed to you that they are identifying as part of LGBT, representing as part of LGBT, stay curious, ask questions, and let them tell you all about it. It's okay to not know everything and just let them lead you to what you want to know. I would like to leave you with this quote. My silences had not protected me. Your silence will not protect you. By Audre Lorde. Until our next conversation, be well and stay safe. Thank you for listening to Conversations at Work with Anita Sandoval. Know someone who needs help in having healthy conversations? Share this episode and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next one. Until our next conversation.